0: Welcome back to KZSU 90.1 FM. My name is Jacob Neidig here at the top of the hour on what's a dreary day of love and romance in the Bay Area. You know what it is. It's February 14th. And if you don't have someone to hold you tight or buy you flowers today, the sports zoo is here because sports will never let you down. Of course, unless you're a 49ers fan, we have a special guest in studio today, someone you've heard before, someone you've begged to have back on air. Zach, why don't you go ahead and introduce all those faithful Sports Zoo listeners to, to our guest today?
1: It is with great pleasure that we return a longtime friend, longtime KZSU announcer, and longtime favorite here on the show, Holden Wen, welcome back. To the sports zoo, we along with the fans are excited to have you. Uh, you know, Jacob said it is a dreary day, uh, but it is Valentine's Day, and how can you not be romantic about having someone like you on the show today? So, welcome back, my friend.
2: Wow, you guys got me blushing. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm stoked to be back. I was literally on my walk back here, and I was like, I'm I'm excited to talk. I'm excited to talk about anything, honestly.
1: Absolutely. I mean, like Jacob said, you know. Even for those uh, who are not in a relationship, we all have a relationship with the sports around us, you know, not to get too philosophical here, uh, but it is part of the reason that we love it, and uh, I suppose just to dive right into it, perhaps the day in which people are most infatuated with a certain sport, the, people, the day people are most passionate about a certain sport just passed us by three days ago, Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, you know, an entire day dedicated to a specific event in which a season, a whole sports fan base culminates. Uh, Super Bowl Sunday. Holden, you are from the Bay Area, or at least pseudo from the Bay Area. Um for those of you who haven't heard our first episode with Holden, definitely give that a listen. He gives a little bit more of his backstory. Um, I cannot
2: remember. Are you a 49ers fan? Uh, yeah, I'm like the most bearish 49ers <laughs> fan you'll ever meet. Like, I, I, I remember, like, specifically. I made the Cowboys fan happy and I was like, I don't think Kyle Shanahan is the guy to lead the 49ers to a Super Bowl. And honestly, hot take, I was sad that we lost, but like it wasn't heartbreaking like when the Warriors lost in 2019 or when they lost in like 2016. It was more like we expected it. I I don't know. I don't think he's I don't think he's the truth. You know, I think Andy Reid is the truth. I don't see Kyle Shanahan being that guy.
0: Yeah, and I mean, that jumps directly into something that many people have been talking about, which is that 49ers fans, or 49ers players, I should say, weren't familiar with the postseason overtime rules. Coin toss, they win it, decide to take the ball, which many people were you know, somewhat confused on. Where did you stand on, on that decision? And now Shanahan's justification that we wanted the ball third, assuming that both teams score and match.
2: I don't like hate it, because something that I was thinking about was like the new rule is essentially like penalty kicks in soccer um, and in soccer 60% of the time the team that shoots first wins and so I didn't really hate the decision I don't think there was like much of a data set to really base anything off of it was just like no one's ever done this before I guess we're just going to receive the ball and I don't think it would have been a bad thing to score because in the end 49ers defense was gassed they, they could not they could not stop anything they couldn't stop Mahomes for sure and if you yes you give Brock Purdy four downs like I get the counter argument you you, you you opt to kick and then you receive second. That means that you're giving them the chance. You're giving Brock Purdy four tries instead of three. But in the end I don't I don't think Brock I, I don't get Brock Purdy slander. I don't think he's terrible. But I don't think he's a superstar. Like I think there's a happy medium where he's He's a good quarterback. Call, call him a game manager. Call. A little bit better. He's the thirteenth best quarterback in the league. Whoa! Like I don't, I don't think he's terrible. Like I, th- I would honestly say I'd take Jared Goff over him.
1: Whoa. You know? Do we have the most rational 49ers fan I've of never, all time? <laughs> Maybe I don't hate the 49ers fans <laughs> after all.
2: Like I don't think he's, he's not, he's not a dumpster fire. You know? And I don't think that anyone could just plug and play in the Niners system. Or else CJ Beathard would be the quarterback, and he wouldn't be the backup at Jacksonville. I just don't think that Brock Purdy is the guy and I don't think like let's go back to Kyle Shanahan it's that could you imagine like like here's a scenario if like the CEO of Goldman was like <laughs> take out all of the money we have we're putting it all on corn Futures we're just gonna see what happens and then corn Futures tanked like that guy would be fired and everybody who invested money in that bank would demand their that guy's job like his head would be on a stake Kyle Shanahan did the exact same thing with Trey Lance like and now he's what the third stringer for your team Jake
0: like, yeah 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 <laughs> trying to continue the analogy.
2: <laughs> 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 like, like, I don't know. It's just, like, it's crazy. If your parents, like, took a second mortgage out on the house so that they could put it on, like, like Beanie Babies, you'd be mm-hmm. pissed, you know?
0: Well, well, I think, though, right, the 49ers have been able to develop other real estate properties, right? Signing CMC, <laughs> developing IUK into an all-pro wide receiver. So, it seems like, yeah, the second mortgage, bad idea, but... The roster they had now was probably the most talented in the whole NFL. I oh think. no,
2: it absolutely was. So, th-
0: so where does it become? Yeah, he made a bad bet on Trey Lance versus he didn't win a Super Bowl with one of the best rosters in the NFL.
2: But you're also a quarterback guru, which is something that like I feel like also doesn't get like credited. Like, if you're a quarterback guru, you're supposed to be able to like whisper into anybody's ear and you're supposed to make them good. You know, you're you're supposed to be Andy Reid who makes Alex Smith look like an all-world talent, and Alex Smith was not good when he was on the Niners. He was he was, he was fine. Um I think there's three things that like Kyle Shanahan doesn't do. He doesn't learn from his mistakes and he he's he doesn't adjust well. He doesn't adjust well at all. Like in the second half, the Niners went through three straight three and outs and they couldn't get anything done. And it was the same lesson that he could have learned from literally the last time he played the Chiefs. If you run the ball, you're going to yield at least 4 yards. Like it's clearly showing and I don't care what Chris Jones is showing me. like you are the best run game coordinator in the world. You have to be able to figure out a way and you can't you can't let this bummy Chiefs offense with what, their best players besides Kelsey and, and Mahomes, is Rashi Rice. It's like Rashi Rice was on my fantasy I think, team. This I, think, year. I think
1: our guest is forgetting about Kadarius Tony. Marquez valdes scaling says hello. Unfortunately, he the
2: goat Cardarius Tony wasn't playing yesterday, like on Sunday. But like if he was, he probably would have been the third best player on that offense. You know? And I don't know. I I, I just can't imagine a world where the Niners are gonna be this good again. Like yes, Brock Purdy is getting paid what, eight hundred thousand dollars, he has a roommate, but you're not gonna be able to pay Brandon Ayuk. You're you're absolutely not. You're forty million dollars over the cap. And what, you're gonna figure out a way to restructure it and you're gonna hurt your offensive line even more? Like that line completely fell apart at the seams. Brock Purdy could have thrown a touchdown on the last drive down that last play of the drive, but instead Chris Jones is in his face and it's over. Yeah. I don't know. I I, I like Kyle Shanahan. I just don't think he's the guy like he he tipped like Steve Wilks was not that great of a defensive coordinator
1: that is that is news today Steve Wilks defensive coordinator for the Niners out Shanahan says just not the right fit an overwhelming majority at least when I look on Twitter and uh, Bleacher Report comments which gosh if you ever want to get entertained look at those um a fair amount of saying, wow, this is kind of inexcusable, this is lame, this is downright disrespectful of Shanahan to use him as the scapegoat. Absolutely. You, th- you think this is the scapegoat play right here?
2: Yeah, okay, if I told you there's a Super Bowl where Patrick Mahomes is score- holds 19 points what and I'm the saying. greatest offensive play caller is on the other sideline calling the plays with George Kittle, Christian McCaffrey, Brandon Ayuk, and Debo, you'd say, what are you talking about? Like, that's over. They're dropping 42 on him and that's it. But... Steve Wilkes did his job. Like, did, was Steve Wilkes Robert Sala or D'Amico Ryans? No. But, like, how often are you going to find those guys? You don't f- catch lightning on a bottle three times unless you're the luckiest guy in the world.
1: But how often are you going to find a Kyle Shanahan? I, I mean, he's not the guy for a Super Bowl-winning team. With a roster like this, is he not
2: Is he not a catch, really? I mean, his protege, what, Sean McVay was able to win something, mm-hmm. you know? I, I, I just find it hard to imagine that, like, He should have done it by now. And I get there's such things as bad luck. Bad luck happens all the time. Like, I also root for Stanford. But it's just so hard to imagine. Okay, last year, not his fault. Brock Purdy got injured. They didn't let him take... I mean, his pride and his ego didn't let Jimmy Garoppolo play in that game because he didn't... I would rather have Jimmy Garoppolo than, what was it, Joe Johnson or whatever? I mean, Joe Johnson's an NBA player, but that's that's how irrelevant that guy was. It's like the four-string quarterback. I couldn't even tell you his name. (laughs) He he just got concussed 30 minutes later. Um, What? The L.A. game, he could have easily won that game as well. And then the Super Bowl against the Chiefs should have won that game. Like, that's three tries where there's got to be something.
0: Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Sorry. Keep going.
2: And it's just, it always ends with the presser with, it all falls on me. Then take some accountability and do something about it, man. Like, <laughs> like, you did not lose that game because Jake Moody missed an extra point. You lost that game because, first of all, you didn't run the ball at all in the third quarter. And then when you did, you got a first down and then you threw the ball three straight times and then on top of that it's like it's like you you studied film all week for two weeks to see how the Chiefs won the last Super Bowl and it was simple like I could tell you how they did it like the reason why corn corndog, dog. Yeah. Uh, why corndog works is because it exploits a coverage called rock and roll right where if someone comes in motion the corner doesn't take that man he just gives it to the linebacker and the linebacker takes over from there the minute they saw he, I literally watched this in class because I was so bored I, I'm i
1: sorry are, are we going to name
2: drop that class <laughs> I, I'm sorry professor I could not listen to you for a second more and so I watched and he like Andy Reid quadruple checked that they were running, that they were running a rock and roll he quadruple checked and Kyle Shanahan was like no, no way he does it. No way he does it. And I I mean, in the end, they weren't even gotten the ball third because the clock was, what, at 10 seconds when he threw the ball yeah. and then ended at three. So it wouldn't even have mattered at the end. But I don't know. Kyle Shanahan, not the guy.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think this, the Wilkes firing is super interesting, too, because people don't really know that they had a lot of beef throughout the season as well. Shanahan insisted that they run the same defensive scheme as last year, even though it's a brand-new defensive coordinator during week seven shanahan also in his press conference uh kind of said yeah that wasn't on me that was on the dc he caught an all-out blitz that resulted in a vikings touchdown and then week nine shanahan said you're not calling the games from the booth anymore you need to move to the field so a, li- a little bit of tension throughout the year it just seems kind of crazy that first year defensive coordinator doesn't get to run his own scheme you're like, yeah. You're the reason. You're the person that we're, we're, like, mo- goodbye.
2: Yeah. Whatever, and uh, what does Kyle Shanahan it. know about running a defense? Either, like, he just got really lucky that he hired Robert Sala and D'Amico Ryan's. And yeah, Robert Sala is probably going to be his defensive coordinator in two years when he gets fired <laughs> from the Jets. But like, <laughs> hey, give give Aaron Aaron Rodgers a chance, right? <laughs> Dude, he's 39 on a new leg. <laughs> 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 I hope so, but I don't know. I don't. I don't see a world where the Jets beat the Chiefs or the Bills or. Or even the Dolphins, dude. Like, it's just every year. I don't know. I don't see a man who takes accountability. I just see a dude who, who comes in and disappoints every single year. And at some point, like people are gonna get mad. But people clearly aren't mad yet, and I'm surprised. So right
1: now, Niners, incredibly, if not most
2: talented roster in the NFL. Generational
1: talent at running back. Great weapons all around. Defensively studs in every position. No weaknesses really. Brock Purdy, um, for what he is, you know, doing well. He's good. Yeah. So the window, though, it's close. It doesn't last forever. At what point do you give Shanahan the boot?
2: If it doesn't work out next year, I think it's time wow. to look for. it. And what
1: what do you constitute as work out?
2: Uh, you win the Super Bowl. <sighs>
1: so it's Super Bowl or bust next year. It
2: has to be like wow. like here is the thing. If you gave what if honestly if you gave Mike McCarthy the team that Kyle Shanahan had, he probably would have won the Super
0: 17 Bowl. Seventeen and zero and their Super Bowl.
2: Like like I don't think Mike McCarthy is that much better of a coach than Kyle Shanahan in all honesty. Like not to slander your team. Like, like I don't have we any. Keep
0: Dak team. though. We want Dak, not Purdy. <laughs> yeah,
2: honestly, yeah, but like, if you losing, gave going if under you, <laughs> 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 like if you gave like. Even Matt Lafleur, that team. Oh, the uh, Super Bowl. Okay, <laughs> dynasty. It would be it's like, <laughs> like the the line is like Matt Eberflus. You know, like the Matt line is just absolute garbage. Coaching is what no, isn't going to win you. The Super Bowl. Uh, uh, like,
1: between us three, who's winning the Super Bowl? <laughs> <laughs> throw one of us on the sidelines. Yeah.
2: <laughs> no, honestly, like I don't. It, yeah, he doesn't. He just always sells it on bad luck or whatever. And he's not going to be able to sell that next year. Like, let's say they face the Chiefs off again one more time. Patrick Mahomes becomes your father. (laughs) Like, Patrick Mahomes becomes every 49ers fan's daddy until the 49ers can break that curse. And I don't think they will. Like, I think losing to a guy three times in a row will just destroy your mental. It's like what happened to the Bills when they lost four years in a row. Troy Aikman just absolutely ate them up and for the last two and like they could never get over the hurdle of beating Troy Aikman.
1: Sad matter of fact is as a Packers fan myself, uh, if, if I see the 49ers on, on Championship Sunday, NFC Championship, I just know it's over and that is that is really sad. Is...
2: Yeah, don't worry, they'll lose in the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Another interesting
0: thing I want to touch on post-loss, 49ers on Twitter. Have you all been keeping up with that? We have... Yeah, Traverius uh, Ward and Sauce Gardner beefing. We've got the offensive linemen doing all kind of shenanigans. There was someone else that Ooh, I saw. I John
2: Feliciano is like uh, roasted his backup and then blaming it on a hangover. Like, no, do not respond Ooh. on Twitter. you got to go to the man's face and apologize. Like, I hope he did. I don't know. I In the end, it's all on the Niners. Like, Debo is getting all of the hate that – I'm not saying that like, Debo deserves hate. I love De- – Debo my favorite <laughs> player on the Niners. But Debo cannot go out there, talk all that trash, and then lose in the Super Bowl, and then just expect nothing to happen. Like, it doesn't matter if you beat, like, what? Gardner Johnson. Gardner Johnson's going to chirp back at you for not winning the real game, you know? Like, he plays on the Lions. You play on the best team in the the league, you know? Like, it's all that stuff. And I don't know. People get angry. People react. I don't think that this is the reason why anything's going to happen. Like... The reason nothing's gonna happen is because Brandon Ayuk doesn't wants to be paid what 120 mil, and the Niners don't have that kind of money. And honestly, I don't. I'm not saying that Brandon Ayuk is replaceable. He's not. But like Juwan Jennings is fine. You can, <laughs> it was anyway, yeah, he was <laughs> no, He
0: might have been. I I said he was going to be. Like, and it was, <laughs> like someone is gonna make a boatload of money if he is uh, Super Bowl MVP. If they put anything on
2: <laughs> no, that. honestly, like I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind Juwan Jennings taking over Brandon Ayuk's role because I don't think we can pay him. And I'd rather them fix the line than them re-sign Brandon Ayuk. Because what's more valuable, Brandon Ayuk or giving Brock Purdy an extra five seconds?
1: Ooh. I think, I think uh... Like, Brock Purdy
2: goes from 13 to 7. Like, the 7th best quarterback in the league, if, if he has time. I,
1: while we're on the topic, I mean, who do you have ahead of him?
2: Like, well, okay, Patrick Mahomes. Okay, You have Lamar. You have okay. Josh Allen. Wait,
1: where are you throwing Jordan Love in there? You...
2: Jordan Love's probably like 6. Oh! <laughs> Like, honestly. And, like, honestly, what? Dak is probably better than him if Dak has time. Yeah, I don't probably, know if, like,
1: yeah. you know, maybe right outside 10.
2: <laughs> um, I don't... I, like, here's the thing. I don't... I also don't understand Dak slander. Like, is Dak the Dallas Cowboys quarterback? Like, when you imagine the quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys? No, not really, because I imagine the most dominant guy ever. I imagine Troy Aikman, you know? And I don't think Tony Romo was that guy, either.
1: Yeah, I grew up on... Tony. I, we both grew up on Tony Romo. I, I uh... I think a Tony Rowe. Yeah.
2: I, I think of like I think I, a
1: disappointment is why.
2: Well. <laughs> was it a catch? <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh but wait, but can we talk about that play in the Super Bowl, by the way? Oh yes. Um uh, I believe it was a first down, maybe Kittle. No, no I think use, it was check. use check. Yeah. Use check, yeah, yeah. Extends. <laughs> by the way, his line was like four and a half yards, okay. On the first like first drive he hits like a seventeen yard <laughs> catch. But extends, uh and Des Bryant had something to say about it on Twitter. I I suppose I would say for good reason. Um A catch or not? Football made move already or no? Yeah, I
2: mean... I mean, for the sake that it's the Super Bowl, yes. Any other game, I'd probably say no, even if it was an NFC Championship game.
0: Yeah, uh, I mean, the extension... I don't know, I I thought it was going to get ruled incomplete because Mm -hmm. whenever he hit the ground, but extension to me is... A football move. Mm-hmm.
2: So, are you mad that like, <laughs> are you? Did, did you get flashbacks to the Dez catch, or were you just like whatever? Have you moved on from it?
1: You can never move on. Put
2: a little <laughs> asterisk. <and> say,
1: <laughs> the Packers are winning that game, no matter what.
0: <laughs> the thing is, the the catch was like significant, but it wasn't like the whole game. I feel like the the like Des catch
1: was like.
2: Yeah, that's true.
0: I don't know. There's just more weight on that singular play.
1: I think that's so. fair. Yeah, that's a good point. Sports zoo has just become a, a Cowboys Packers <laughs> back and
2: forth over here. Uh, we're,
1: we're lucky to have some Niners fans over there. So we actually have some real content to talk about. Um, so, I mean, like you said, you know, Kyle Shanahan just kind of can't. Can't put the cherry on top. He is was 0-38, I believe, entering down the fourth quarter. Seven points or more. I mean, here, they have the lead at halftime. It's kind of a slow game. Um, you spoke a little bit about, yeah, you make that right decision to start OT, maybe get the ball third. Um, I agree. Like you said, only one touchdown from the Chiefs the entire game.
2: Yeah, no, literally. Like, you cannot blame Steve Wilkes for that loss, and he literally did. Like, I'm now looking at the box score. Steve Wilkes held them to three points in the first half. Yeah, If you can hold Patrick Mahomes to three points and you have the best offense in the league, there's no excuse for you not to be up, like, 28-3. to Like, and then if you lose 28-3 to again, oh my God, let the meme start rolling. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, but, like there, there's absolutely no excuse for them being down, like, up just barely 10-3. Because, like, once, what, Harrison Bucker got that field goal to end, like, you were like, hmm, the Chiefs are in this game, but it never felt like they were in this game. They, they, yeah. they somehow just were there. And you're yeah. like, oh, it's a one-possession game. And then Patrick Mahomes takes the lead in the third quarter because Brock Purdy doesn't know how to... Well, it's not Brock Purdy's fault. Because Kyle Shanahan doesn't know how to run the ball. And like I think the worst thing that could have happened in that game was the fumble in the first quarter. Like the first drive when when CMC fumbles the ball. Absolutely. Because what? Shanahan then loses all faith in McCaffrey, the best offensive player in the NFL. Why? Do...
1: I don't want to put words in your mouth. Are you saying... The Niners didn't or rather the Chiefs did not win this game and the Niners lost it.
2: No, they absolutely lost it. Yeah. Like, they held them to 3 points in the first half. Like like that that's that's crazy to me. It's like I've never seen Patrick Mahomes not be able to do anything and then when he he it didn't it didn't feel like he was doing something until the fourth quarter. Like even when he was doing nothing he scored 10 points and scored a touchdown, but that touchdown wouldn't have even happened if the most miraculous thing for a Chiefs fan to happen was it hit the guy's foot. By total accident. And then, who was it? Who was receiving it? It was like Ray-Ray McLeod couldn't jump on it. That's, that's all luck. That's all luck. And, yeah, Patrick Mahomes made a beautiful throw. throws right over the hands of like Fred Warner. But he wasn't, that, nothing was happening for either team. Yeah.
0: I mean, what about the injury of Greenlaw? You know, running onto the field, terrible injury. Is, is there a way that you could bl- blame that injury for the loss? Especially because the backup linebacker seven for seven in pass coverage, seven completions on seven attempts, they were targeting him.
2: I mean, yes, but I don't. How, how do you factor that into? Well, your when practice? did Greenlaw go out? The third quarter, right? Yeah, we yeah, believe so that throw is still being a completion from Mahomes. Mahomes isn't going to be scared because one extra guy is on the field. That's what. That's what it is. It's like there. There's only so many people on this planet who are like born to throw a football. And only one pops up per generation. And unfortunately for us, it is not Jordan Love, it is not Dak Prescott, and it is not Brock Purdy. It's it's Patrick Mahomes for ours. And he's the only person that I would say if he was if he was even Lamar, I'd be like, Oh yeah, Dre Greenlaw's gonna affect the game. Yeah. But Patrick Mahomes just has this way of bending the will of the game and the outcome of the game to just When I imagine like what the Cowboys quarterback would be like, I imagine Patrick Mahomes. In (laughs) honesty,
1: it may be in a perfect world, but uh, (laughs) I don't know. I don't know what you're seeing.
0: (laughs) So Patrick Mahomes, the goat of our generation, I think pretty clearly now. People trying to come. Hold up now, hold up.
2: Is
1: Tom Brady
0: outside of our generation? To me, they're in different generations.
2: They're in different different
1: generations. Which one is our? generation like did, we, did we generation not watch Tom Brady win all of those Super Bowls did well, we not he, watch
0: they went back to back in what 0-2, 203
1: or yeah uh, but I mean they did they did the same you know three Super Bowls in five years multiple times really
2: here's what I'll say to you Zach is like when your parents talk well like when your parents talk about sports like when they say like oh yeah I, I remember when that player played was it when they were in their 20s or when they were a kid because like now it's gonna be when we're in our 20s that we're gonna be like to our kids yeah I you guess. think this guy's awful Wait till you hear about this Patrick Mahomes dude. <laughs> like this man built, bent the will of the other team and just won. And yeah. I, I think he's our generation. In all honesty,
1: uh,
0: yeah, yeah, I see that. I see that. I mean, I get both arguments. I don't know. It just depends on when you.
1: Yeah. So the know. the goat of our generation already, Patrick Mahomes. Is, is that a is that a settled debate? Just kind of a consensus take here. Well, well, well I guess right it, now, it
0: does beg a greater question though. Like if I watch football for you know. 40 years. Yeah. When is our... What is the generation... When's your generation?
2: <laughs> I think, Arjun, like... 20, I feel like there's years. gonna be a point where we care about sports less. Like, whether we have kids or we're, like, we have work or whatever. Like, there's gonna be a point where, like, we love sports. Yes. Like, if, and we'll if, always if love if sports. If you're
1: listening to Sports 2, you're on the Sports 2, that, that never. That is never, never that the case. No. I, I might have hit that point already, honestly.
2: <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> like, like, yeah, like, there's gonna be a point where we don't... Like, we have other interests that don't necessarily take away from sports, but, like, take away from our attention. Mm-hmm. And, like, we still have an appreciation. We still love sports. Like, we're talking on here, you know?
0: Um, Wait, so what's the age range where you're, like, this age of people is this generation?
2: Like, I'd, I'd say my like my dad's generation probably saw, like, I think he stopped caring about football once Tom Brady retired, and he didn't like Tom Brady.
0: No, 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 like...
2: I'd say 15 to 35.
0: Yeah, like, yeah. the age... So 15 to 35, the players during that 20-year window are I think your when generation? the players are your
2: age... Like, when the players are still your age, it's when okay. it stops. Interesting.
1: Gosh, I can't believe those guys are younger than Jacob. I can't. <laughs> 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 um, wow. It's, uh, it is remarkable, though. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, I guess, what, this is his third ring in five...
2: Four. Four five four tries, right?
0: Three and four. and Three and four tries in the Super Bowl, and then six season, three and six seasons. Got yeah. you.
1: Okay.
2: That's awful. I hate hearing those words. It's going to be many more. (laughs) As a
1: a certified uh, Chiefs uh, non-believer, I I, I might coin that, Uh, who's going to dethrone him? Who, number one, do you want to see dethrone him? I want the Bills to dethrone him. Oh, yeah. That's it.
2: That's it. I want Josh Allen to get, like, I want there to be one game where it just is the best game. I don't want it even to be a blowout. I want it to be just, like, a street fight of a game
1: That's a good old Like Warriors-Clippers Pre-Dynasty type Playoff matchup yeah. You know Chris Paul uh, DeAndre Jordan Were taking yeah. on The Splash Bros In the Western Conference Not even the Western Conference finals Western Conference semifinals Every year yeah. uh, That was a back and forth For you always look to that, I definitely think Yeah The AFC is where it's at It's not going to be about Who's beating Mahomes In the Super Bowl It's about who's Cooping yeah. him out of it
2: Exactly It's going to be At Arrowhead It has to be at Arrowhead It has to be at Arrowhead And Josh Allen Has to beat them At Arrowhead Like yeah, you you clearly showed you couldn't beat him at home. And it doesn't matter where Mahomes is. Mahomes is gonna Mahomes is gonna try to bend the will of the game. It's like does Josh Allen the like Josh Allen is the only other quarterback in terms of raw skill and talent that I think could go head to head with Patrick Mahomes. Like can he kick like can he flick that gear and just go, Okay, it doesn't matter, we're we're taking this game over.
1: As backwards as it is, I do think yes, Josh Allen is the talent wise the one who stacks up, but we've seen like Head-to-head, that is his kryptonite. Patrick Mahomes is the Josh Allen kryptonite, and for some reason he can't get past it. And as silly as it is, sometimes there just are matchups. Sometimes there are just teams and people that for some reason the psyche doesn't allow you to get past. I don't know if I believe in Josh Allen being that guy.
2: Yeah, it might be Joe Burrow. Mm -hmm.
1: I think Burrow's is maybe, but I I haven't seen much from Burrow in two years. Yeah, I honestly think it's everybody. Like, there's not a
0: single person that I have faith in to dethrone Mahomes. I think this is really similar to, like, Brady or Jordan where it's like the whole league is conspiring and there's not someone that's, like, going to match up. You know, like, LeBron, you could say maybe he had even, like, a little bit of a threat from KD or Kawhi or, like, Giannis, but, like, they never are actually LeBron. I think it's similar to Mahomes where no one is actually – like, even if they beat him once, he doesn't win a Super Bowl Mm – He'll be back the next year. Yeah,
2: it will require, like, Steph. It would require Steph. And I don't think Steph is a toe-to-toe better player than LeBron. Like, in any way. Like, and, like Steph could not carry a team to the final. Like, here's what I told so, yeah. someone. It's like, I love Steph. Steph's my favorite player of all time, right? But in that 2019 finals, Steph was alone. And was he exposed? Not really. He played fine. He played well. But, like, he didn't do enough to win. But, the, like, the argument would completely well, change. The Raptors, the Raptors yeah. series. The, the argument would completely change if LeBron was on that team. Like, LeBron owned the Raptors. Like, but like, that wouldn't even have been the point. You wouldn't have even been scared. You'd have been like, oh, this is going to a game seven. And I don't know who wins in game seven. Like, LeBron is going to will this team. Like, even with the Klay Thompson injury, with the Katie injury, LeBron would, like, and so I think that's just like the difference in talent. Who knows? Who knows? Honestly, I don't see them losing another Super Bowl as long as Andy Reid's the coach, too. Like, Andy Reid's just a better coach than I'd say. I don't know. I couldn't name you a better NFL coach right now. Like, what, Doug Peterson, maybe? But Doug no, Peterson hasn't no, been that well, good in, in Jacksonville. The last
1: seven. Oh, 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 I'm thinking of, uh, who am I thinking of? Nick Sirianni? Yeah, yeah.
2: No, it's definitely not Nick Sirianni. That and- dude's running a high school offense.
0: <laughs> <laughs> He's not good. I was thinking maybe Harbaugh in Baltimore.
1: So I, I was going to say Harbaugh on the Chargers. I'm excited to see what Herbert can do, especially being in the same division. Could you imagine them keeping uh, the Chiefs out of not only... I mean, just just not even giving them home field advantage.
2: Actually, I could see it. I it, I think yeah. Jim Harbaugh is the ultimate competitor. Like I th- he was able to turn Stanford from a one and eleven team to what to n- number four number in the four country. In the we would have made the playoff. Should have. Yeah, if the playoff existed, we would have been in the playoff. I'll
1: take I'll take a Rose Bowl, you know, absolute slaughter, but uh, play <sighs> national. <laughs> Island, a ring would be nice.
2: Yeah, and so I don't. I I I. He has like this tendency to rub people the wrong way.
1: I, yeah, I can't stand that,
0: dude. Love <laughs> 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 well, what he did for Stanford. He's so weird to me. In general.
2: <laughs> I don't know. I'm not like, I'm not, I, I love Jim Harbaugh, but not to the point where I'm like a diehard, but I do think that he is going to start this weird rivalry with Andy Reid and he's going to will it into existence and. I, I think there are some people that just need to hate someone to win games. Yeah. I think he's that person. Like, he had to hate Ryan Day to get over the Ohio State. Like, he had to hate Ohio State. And it was in his blood. I mean, he grew up in Ann Arbor, and then he went to Palo Alto for high school, and then he came back home. And so, I, I think he's going to have to hate somebody, and it, who? What's, what's easier than hating the team in your division that is like the Super Bowl champion? I don't know. If there's anyone to do it, it might honestly be him, because what? John Harbaugh had the most stacked roster this year with the, the Ravens. Couldn't get it done. Sean yeah. McDermott couldn't get it done.
1: Will Jim Harbaugh win the Super Bowl as head coach oh. of the Los Angeles Chargers?
2: Not immediately, I don't think. Maybe. Maybe they win next year. Who knows? I mean, he took the 49ers and turned them around in one season. And that team was not, like, that team didn't even have a quarterback yet.
0: Wait, what's the Chargers defense look like? I actually, are they good? Or? I
2: mean, there's Khalil Mack. <laughs> like, <laughs> Irwin James. Irwin James. I mean, talent the talent's there.
0: Yeah, I just can't put a like, to me, that's the side of the ball that I would be most worried about. Because yeah. the offensive side is going to click. You've got... I mean, Keenan's fading out. But you've got Mike Williams. You've got Austin Eckler. Everett at tight end. You
2: have a decent line.
0: Yeah. Like, that, the offense will get humming, I think, very quickly. I, I just don't know what the defense looks like.
2: I mean, if the defense is decent, then they absolutely can make it. I don't know. I, I don't. I know he brought back, what, his DC from, from Michigan with him. So, who knows? Maybe it'll be good. Maybe they'll just build through the draft. But I... They'll definitely be better than the Raiders. <laughs> They'll probably be better than the Broncos. Oof. Like if you're from Denver, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, as long as Russ is fact. the quarterback, I mean he won't be next season, so who's gonna be the quarterback, you know? They're gonna what, gonna trade up for like Drake May?
1: Trade back for Drew Locke. I wanna see that man suit up again. <laughs> I love
0: that.
1: <laughs> you know are my favorite quarterback room. <laughs> <laughs> uh, back to Andy Reid. Now he is up to three Super Bowl rings. Yeah, I mean, that ties him for third best. Uh, obviously, Belichick up there with six. Chuck Nolan and the Steelers at four, and then a uh, assortment of people filling that room at three. Uh, where does Andy Reid rank all time? Sure, he's the best coach in the NFL right now, but uh,
2: there's he'll been... be on a Mount Rushmore of coaches. Wow, it'll be him, Belichick, Bill Walsh, and like some dude who coached a bunch of plumbers or something. <laughs> <laughs> like 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 just so the old heads can be happy you know so that that generation can be happy but like i don't i don't i don't, I don't see a world where he's not going to win more yeah he again like he is so sure in his game plan like he beat the eagles the exact same way he beat the niners and now everyone's going to have to change the way they do coverage on motion yeah it's like rock and roll isn't going to work anymore because Corndog's going to beat it you know
0: That's just such a funny sentence.
2: (laughs) (laughs) No, literally, and uh, so I don't. I have no idea. And I, what? Okay, let's say Travis Kelsey ages, right? I have no doubt in my mind that Andy Reid will find a replacement to Travis Kelsey. It might not be a tight end, but he'll find like, like an Isaiah Pacheco. I mean, he found Tyreek Hill. Yeah, you know. Yeah, he found a fourth rounder that just turned into like the best wide receiver. Even
1: Rashi Rice, man. Yeah,
2: Rashi Rice is good. So, I I have all this faith in him. It's only if he wants to keep coaching, and it seems like he does. I mean, why wouldn't you want to coach Patrick Mahomes? Yeah. So, at, at the end of it, he'll probably have five Super Bowls. I don't know if wow. Mahomes is going to get to seven. I think seven is... Seven's a big ask. Yeah, it's a huge number. Like, I, we talk about six for Michael, and we're like, wow, what a guy. Seven? And and not only that, but Mahomes has to beat seven because he lost to Brady. Yeah.
0: What about the fact, though, that he you know started head coaching... 1999 didn't get a super bowl until 2019 that was 20 years with no super bowl now he has what three in the last five but is that a little bit of recency bias and putting him up in this goat debate whenever he had 20 years without any
2: here's my question is like besides michael vick can you name me a single eagles quarterback
1: Son of McNabb.
2: Yeah, but, like, even McNabb left. But when McNabb left, Nick the Foles. Eagles for all... Shout, of- out Nick Foles. Yeah, exactly. shout out Nick Austin Foles. Shout out Nick Foles. Austin product. <laughs> <laughs> like, as lo- like, as long as, like... Carson Wentz. <laughs> Dude, we but got, Carson like, Wentz- five right here. <laughs> <laughs> wow, but Carson Wentz was under Doug Peterson, right? So, like, in all of that time, like, I remember, like, there was something, like, about my childhood where the Eagles were never out of anything. They were never trash. They were just good. But I don't think they ever had, like, a Super Bowl team. Like, they, no, they had yeah. Deshaun Jackson... And like Michael Vick, <laughs> they had Deshaun Jackson and Donovan McNabb. They didn't have a complete team, so like I don't fault him for that because I don't think he had like the right team, and I don't think he was the right fit. I think he was once he got to Kansas City, and they were like, "You're gonna have a sh- a-, a-, a a ton of power." <laughs> <laughs> nice catch, but you're gonna have a ton of power in this room. Um, and 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 that's all he needed was he just needed a lot more say. And like with Howie Roseman in the room, it just was hard.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I just feel like twenty years you have some of those rosters. They went thirteen and three in two thousand and four. That's
2: fair. I mean, they lost in the Super Bowl. Hey,
0: how long did Jordan play before getting that first one? You I mean, know,
2: yeah, it's like what he started in eighty three.
0: He didn't play twenty years.
2: <laughs> That's funny. No,
0: I think Andy Reid is definitely great coach. I just think it's it's still a little early to put him in the goat debate, especially whenever he's kind of. I don't know whether I can separate him from Patrick Mahomes yet, given that he was didn't win any really before Patrick and now Patrick comes along like to me it's the same old Belichick Brady okay, like where yeah. do you
2: so is that how you would rank like Steve Kerr then
1: yeah I think Steve Kerr just got lucky by having the greatest shooter of all time We have begun to see uh, perhaps the fall of Steve Kerr I mean
0: look I at
2: look
1: at the cum bucket Jonathan <laughs> Kaminga
2: okay. let's talk about that though I don't I don't hate how Steve Kerr developed Jonathan Kaminga though like I, that might be another hot take I have as a Warriors fan but like Let's look at Jordan Poole. When Jordan Poole came into the league, complete trash.
1: Like, oh, ta- I remember people coming for his head. Or fra- uh, ju- what? Not freshman. Uh,
2: rookie season. Yeah, he, was, <laughs> he was Absolutely terrible. And what did Steve Kerr like? Steve Kerr was like, "You're a role player. Yeah, yeah, go be a role player." Like Steve Kerr does not want you to think that you're a star and give you the ball in your hands. Like even if you have the capability of scoring, that's not the point. Like he needs you to understand how the spacing on the floor works yeah. by being a role player before he. He integrates you into the system as like a contributor, and it's not until he's absolutely desperate that he does. Like he needed a backup guard, and so he had to trust Jordan Poole. Like he I, didn't have a choice.
1: I, I do agree with that. If you take the context out, however, uh, Kumingo was drafted to be the future. Kumingo was drafted to be the post Curry, uh, post Clay, post Dre guy to lead this team. And you know that's not to say being a role player a few years won't allow you to develop that. Uh, but if that's the ultimate goal. You have that long-term vision. I think let him run with the second unit and be that guy on the second unit.
2: I guess my question is like when you would watch him play defense, though he'd get lost a lot. Yeah, like it would be hard to oh, he's, watch. He
1: was 90s younger than you and I are. You right know now. he literally. Multiple years. He,
2: yeah, he literally is. Which is a crazy thought. And and I think that's just a liability. Is like even if you like what he never played college basketball, so he didn't have that level of development. He was just dominating high schoolers. Yeah. And I don't think dominating high schoolers, like. We've heard of LeBron. We've heard of Kobe. We've heard of Dwight Howard. We've heard of, like, how many... Udonis Hazlund. Yeah, Udonis Hazlund. Like, how many oh. out-of-high-school players actually made it in the NBA, like, made it like to have more than a 10-year career? Yeah. And David I don't... Smith. Yeah, and, like, I don't know if he had the skills. Like, he was super raw. I don't know if he had the skills to, to
1: really... No, no, no. He was, at, he was the epitome of a raw prospect with great physical t- tools that couldn't do... Jay, you know, not couldn't do anything with the ball in his hands other than just go smash dunk it. Call him Hulk. <laughs> <Just> like, I <laughs>
2: yeah, just slash the basket. We'll figure everything else out later. And so I don't know. I I don't know. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not anti Steve Kerr's like development of Jonathan Kaminga. I just think he had to figure something out that like worked with the timeline too. Because it, you can't just give him like mid rotation players and expect Mm -hmm. him to figure out a way to be a good basketball player you had to have Draymond on the floor with him but Draymond has to be on the floor with Steph and so I think like bringing in CP3 was really good for his development as well because like having someone just to tell him where to be and just really get the most out of him like CP3's been out for most of this run that he's been super good honestly all of it but just having him on the bench and being like hey no don't do that do this do this do this I think that's that's probably gone more into like kuminga's development and then in terms of steve kerr i don't know i think i think people it's like too easy to discredit coaches you know yeah
0: i was about to say we have to discredit coaches more (laughs) or or i guess being able to disentangle gms and coaches to me is a lot harder because right steve kerr i would put him as i would say he's a great coach but if Bob Myers, former Warriors of the GM, or even Dunleavy Jr., current GM, like if they don't put put together this roster, like it's not the coach isn't doing a ton with the roster in various organizations. So it's kind of hard for me to say. Like unless you're coming up with a new scheme, like Phil Jackson coming up with a new offense, Popovich switching like offenses every four years whenever they bring in new players, like that to me where you're innovating is where you can draw a distinction. But it's hard for me to say like. Yeah, what was Steve Kerr doing, and what was just like this front office was cracked and got really lucky with a couple of goaded
2: players. I mean, like I think he got the most out of read and react. Like yeah. everyone was just moving. Like the ball never stopped moving. Yeah. Like like yeah yeah we we meme about like a Steph relocation three, but like that that like that and with like Clay's relocation threes or Clay's off the dribble. Like like I mean it wasn't even off the dribble; it was one dribble and up. Like I think that changed. Like I think that yeah. was a new style of basketball. I don't. I think, yeah, but I, to say that he would be able to do it again, who knows? I don't think he's a development coach. Like, I think if the Warriors don't win and, like, Steph ages out and Kuminga isn't the player that we thought he is, which is honestly a possibility, Steve Kerr is not going to be the coach.
1: Yeah, I think that's the key is, is, in many cases, specifically this Warriors one, it's the front office's job to kind of build out the pieces, provide the, you know, let's say it's a Lego set, provide the pieces, provide uh, the foundation. It's up to the coach to piece it together and make it function. Um, you know, you, you can't have a successful team, you can't have a successful organization without what the GM provides you, and it is a, it is a symbiotic relationship, really, Uh but, you know, Bob Meyer is obviously one of the greatest GMs in our era. Uh, Steve yeah. Kerr.
0: Which is, we still haven't figured out. <laughs> 15 to 35. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I mean, the other thing is, you just have managing personalities is something that we have no clue how players do, right? Like, yeah. Travis Kelsey yelling in your ear. Oof. Andy Reid handles that like a champ. Yeah, Raymond honestly, punching somebody.
2: Steve. Could you imagine if they lost? Oh, imagine yeah. if they
1: benched him. Could you imagine if they benched him after that? You know? Yeah.
0: No, it, it's like even Belichick managing Tom Brady and all the crazy stuff that he would say to wide receivers. There's We, we can't judge that, which makes it so hard if you like to give coaches proper credit, too. Because, yeah, especially with Draymond on your team. <laughs> Steve and, Steve and all the rest of the Warriors staff have their hands full.
2: Like, yeah, if there was an Olympic team coach, it'd have to be Steve Kerr. Like, like he is the Olympic team coach and I don't think the Olympic team coach is about like X's and O's. It's literally about managing personalities. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, let's yeah. make everyone happy. How?
1: Steve's Steve great at that because he was a player, because he was a role player for yeah. perhaps the fiercest, uh, you <laughs> know, personalities in all of basketball. He got
2: punched in the face by Michael Jordan <laughs> yeah. during practice. He was
1: <laughs> dealing with Dennis Rodman going to Vegas in the middle of the yeah. season, you know, like, you've seen this. He, anything that comes to Day as crazy as kids are, as wild as social media makes us go. Steve Kerr has seen something worse.
2: Yeah, honestly, I don't know. I, I really like Steve Kerr. Maybe it's because I, I maybe it's because I'm a Warriors fan, and I love coaches. And like, yeah, like their like their approaches to each team. But I don't know. He's the one who's yielded the most success to me in all the teams I've watched. So I have to like have some like some praise for him. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> I mean, you know, part of part of that process is just kind of control and establishing some semblance of presence, not only in the locker room, but in the entire organization. Um, And just to kind of bring this full circle, think about Andy Reid and Bill Belichick. uh, Belichick is out of a job, and he will be for at least one more year, and a large reason cited for that is that he wants total football operations control. Uh, For you as a head coach, or you're looking at head coaches, is that something that they should have?
2: Give it to him. I mean like I don't think every coach like it, here's the thing I don't think Caleb Williams has the right to demand anything. Yeah. He hasn't played a single down of NFL football and just because you're the proposed first overall pick like that's fine I'll go with Drake May. Save me the headache. Oof. You know like I I would rather have like Drake May who's who's good who's would be at the first overall pick in another draft minus the headache minus the headache of his dad always complaining about like Caleb wants this Caleb wants that and him being like I don't really want to play for the Bears. Like go draft Greg May, trade back. Honestly, go get some. Go get some return. Go build your line out. <laughs> like go get DJ. Yeah, if Moore, Justin
0: Beck. Fields had time, it would be a completely different Bears team.
2: No, it really would be. So I like I don't like I don't believe in that. Like if you're an unproven head coach, or even if you've won one Super Bowl, the guy's won five or six. He's won six, six. and he did it his way. And like people are gonna say, like people are gonna say right now that it's all because of Tom. Like this is his. Ch- like he also wants now the chance to prove himself that I Tom was not was not my system. Like, like Tom was in my system. He was not his own. He brought that system to Tampa. Yeah. Because, like, the the flip the script is going to flip the minute, like, if he wins another one. And I don't,
1: I Wait, don't understand. I don't know if he will, though. He, I mean, he, his, t- his clock is ticking.
2: No, it absolutely is. I don't know if he'll win one either. But, like, if it were to happen, it totally would work. Yeah. And I think, yeah, yeah. like, you would totally flip the script. And I think if you are the Cleveland Browns, like, why not? Mm. You know, like, Kevin Stefanski's a fine coach. But you know what you are. You are the Browns. It takes a special someone to get. Like if Belichick won with the Browns, <laughs> you can't tell me that that wouldn't make you go, hmm. Maybe it was. Maybe Tom brought the system to Tampa. Yeah. You know, like I think that's how I look at it. So give him all con- the control he wants. Like I, I wouldn't want to work with him. Like mm. personally, but like if I was the owner, I don't really have that much say in the team. I just write the checks, right?
1: Uh-huh. I mean, that is that is. uh Again, as backwards as it seems, sometimes in sports, the people that you really do want to work with the least are the people you want to work with the most. They're the people that will get be most successful. I'm thinking of David Stern. I've heard stories, horror stories, of working with him, but he turned the NBA from you know just some sort of random sports leagues into the premier, innovative uh rising sports league. Like obviously the NFL has a grasp on that in the business perspective but the NFL NBA has come a long way yeah absolutely uh, um and a lot of it is for David Stern's tendencies which many of his coworkers found intolerable
2: yeah i mean like i, I don't know like i i think greatness like manifests in 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 people that that like demand perfection of themselves mm-hmm. or like or like or hypercritical and i think hypercritical brings like another set of like problems within Within, like, the organizational structure. But yeah. that's why you give him total control. Is like, you've seen what happens when he does have total control. It's like, yeah, he's really bad at drafting players. Oh, my God, he's terrible. Nikhil Henry? <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Absolutely terrible. Hey, give him time. Give him yeah. time. He's only, what, 27
2: now? <laughs> yeah. But if you, if you, what? What's it, like, a struggling team? Like, if you gave him... Like, honestly... Falcons. If you, yeah, if you gave him the Falcons, it'd be pretty interesting. It would be pretty interesting. You go, hmm. Honestly, if you gave him the Chargers. Like, I know the Chargers were set on Harbaugh. But if you gave him Justin Herbert, you'd be like, hmm. But with this, like, it wouldn't matter because he is the best defensive coach and defensive schemer. Like, he really is. What, he shut down the Jared Goff Rams and the Sean McVay Rams to three points in a Super Bowl? Nuts. Crazy.
0: Yeah, so he's requesting head coach and GM capabilities.
2: What's and he's the- going to Josh McDaniels <laughs> back
0: <laughs> well, why, why are teams, or why were they so hesitant to give that up?
1: mind you too. uh he wanted a project, and the Falcons were the only real contender. I don't even know if he interviewed another place
2: i' I don't know why like I, I like what what
0: are they thinking in the f- the front office of those teams? You hear that greatest coach of all time, but he needs to be the gm and the coach.
2: I think the owners are also control freaks, yeah, like the owners to be that rich. Like, they, they, they had to be, like, unscrupulous in business or something, or, like, whatever field they dominated in, unless they inherited the money, which I don't know that many owners that did.
1: And for the NFL, more than other teams, for sure, but still, we're seeing this new era of of NFL and sports ownership in which, I I, I just, would just to push back a little bit on what you said earlier about, like, hey, they just write the checks, that traditionally absolutely has yeah. been true, but it is this new era, perhaps, which is why we're seeing, for the first time, a guy like Belichick getting turned away is... These owners do want more of a say.
2: Absolutely, and I don't think I agree with the owner having a say. Like, what does the owner know about sports? Like, <laughs> like what, honestly, like, the owner knows how to buy a team. I'll yep. give him that. The owner probably knows how to run the business of a team. But, like, an, an owner, I feel like... Like, how many stories have you heard that, like, an owner is like, I want you to draft this player instead of them, and then...
0: Jerry Jones, baby. And then,
2: like, oh, <laughs> oh like, like, like even Jerry, like, you can't not be frustrated with Jerry Yeah, no, get that
0: dude it? out of... Th- We're, <laughs> I think everyone... That's a Cowboys fan is counting down the days till he's done with the team.
2: Yeah, like yeah, like the only Cavalier move in the last ten years I've seen Jerry do that paid off was C.D. Lamb. That was it, and so I I don't know I I I think it's just everybody wants to be Jerry Jones, but like Jerry Jones even had his time, and his yeah. time ended in the nineties.
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: and so I don't know I I I I kind of disagree with it fundamentally and maybe that's what happened it was like what Arthur Blank is the owner of the Falcons he just didn't want to cede control to Belichick but like in the end you know what feels good watching your team win and there you go
0: Zach where do you stand on that you're the owner K- giving, you giving up the power or not how do you feel about owners taking more
1: control in the football side of things I, I think in a perfect world um, you want a successful organization let the owners honestly be hands off and, 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 and not, be hands off in the sense of that they have control through hiring the right people they yeah. trust the people, put them in the right position to succeed, uh, and let them go get the job done.
2: That's a Warriors fan right there. But, 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 but,
1: you're asking me if I'm an owner. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm so getting involved. I, I am throwing my, sticking my hand in that jar. I'm, I'm toying with it, okay? And probably, as sad as it is, I don't think my team's going to be that
2: successful.
1: <laughs> I've, I've played fantasy
0: enough to <laughs> know that. I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, my best player was Rashi Rice. This- <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was one game away from having a couple of heinous punishments.
1: But, you no, know, I clutched up when it mattered. So, you, there you know, that, there you go. Well, uh, wow. Okay. That is, uh, I mean, I, I want to throw that question right back, back to you. Maybe we have different uh, leadership, you know, positions.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think, right, fundamentally having multiple people in the Metaphoric kitchen is just like a a bad idea. Yeah, you need a clear hierarchy you need I think also in in football teams Maybe even more than a business the culture really matters a lot right Mm -hmm. like discipline What players are doing outside what type of players you're bringing in what the fronts the like front office culture is like I think that's on the GM and the president to do. I think coaches you got to be I think having an owner being meddling over you is just gonna throw off the overall culture because coaches are gonna feel like there's someone like essentially reaching over them. Players are gonna be like, okay, the head coach is in charge, but he's not really in charge. If I'm an owner and my goal is to try to be a, like run a football team, then I would just be the G I would just have myself be the GM. Yeah. Uh, but if you're trying to win a Super Bowl you got you got to hand the reins off.
2: Yeah, I think it'd be fun. Like I would do oh, yeah. like a season or two. I'd be like, <laughs> hey, I'm gonna be so honest with you guys. I promise you, I'll bring in Halleck in two years. I just want to see what happens. Yeah, if I didn't. you know. But yeah. like in the end, yeah, I think it's just accepting that. Like I don't think I'd be the guy to be able to like really architect a team, especially if, if my expertise isn't in basketball or football or baseball. It's just that. My expertise is in watching the game. Like yeah. I enjoy watching it on my couch, you know?
1: No, if you're a player, you're on the field, there's more control over what's going on. Obviously, it's a team sport, so not that much. You're a coach, you're even further away from the action. You kind of put the moving pieces in, but again, you can't really do all that. If you're a GM, you zoom out even a little bit more. This is long term thinking, but again, you have no action or control over what's going out there on the field or on the court, and an owner, even more so. How much, the further you get away and the higher up you go within these organizational trees, uh, is success really all about luck?
2: No. No. I don't think so. Would you?
0: Well, I want to hear your justification first. No, no, no. Yours. About why it's
2: not luck? Yeah. It's like as a GM or at what level? Uh, I mean, at...
1: I I suppose a GM makes the most sense a coach right you definitely are more my hands on it, but GM right it's like you're putting the pieces together uh, and that's about it
2: but I think the most important thing is that you're doing it in communication with the coach
1: yeah yeah
2: right it's like no GM is ever like and we got Royce O'Neal on here. Figure out what to do with him. Hey, you know? some you'd you'd be surprised. Yeah, some. and I don't think that they're the ones. That they're are not successful. the ones that are successful. Like yeah, I yeah, think yeah. Bob Myers and Steve Kerr were successful because they were able to communicate what they wanted. Hundred percent. Like I think Bob Myers was probably the one who was like, "You know don't be crazy if we got KD." <laughs> he's like, "Yeah, that would be crazy. How would you work with him?" And then Steve Kerr was probably like, "I probably like." You see this guy Harrison Barnes? <sighs> he's never missing a three again because he's not going to be on player. the team. My- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I. So I think I think it's, like, it, it's so dependent on how you do the job. Like, there is no one way to do a job right. It's only if it yields results. I think you can get lucky and then, like, have really good results. But I think, like, the ones that really are effective, like, say what you want about Jerry Krause. Like, people hated Jerry Krause. Jerry Krause still, like, n- put together the team through not only his vision but communicating with Phil. You know, like, it didn't seem like that in the last dance because they have to make a bad guy. But, like, I I find it hard to imagine that, like, Phil okayed the signing of Dennis Rodman, you know, without, without Jerry's. League. And even then, like, the signing of Dennis Rodman is still a masterclass because you're getting one of the greatest rebounders of all time when nobody else sees value. Like, I think it's finding all of those things and putting it together. Like, I don't think they're actively thinking about, oh, if we add KD, like, our plus minus is going to go up through here. It's going to be like, how would KD fit? And I think he's going to fit because of this. What do you think, Steve? And Steve's like, yeah, and this is how I'd use him.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's definitely some element of luck, just like the same way the ball bounces off a 49er like there's yeah, right? yeah. Like stuff and like you draft like Jonathan Wiseman and, and like right what happened to him but I do agree with Holden a lot that there's so many things that you can do to control that you kind of are trying to minimize the luck as much as you can whether that's like your statistics and scouting with your data analytics department whether that's establishing communication norms with the coach thinking about like salary cap years in advance I think I'd lean I'd probably put it at, at maybe like a Sixty-five, thirty-five in favor of uh, non-like controllable factors. I agree with that. Yeah, Yeah,
2: like you can't control if like Steph Curry has bad ankles at the beginning of his career, you know. But in the end, that turns out to be the best move ever. That's total luck. Like Bob Myers had no say that Steph Curry's ankles would never like would not heal properly, and then they did heal properly, and now he's him.
0: Yeah, where where are you putting? Where are you
1: putting coming in on this? Previously. <clears throat> I definitely thought it was predominantly skill. Um, and it, Jacob and I have alluded to this in weeks past. We're in the same class right now. It's a sociology class, relates to competition within society, obviously a large focus on sport. Um, I'm on the final pages of this book I've been reading, detailing the analytics he, revolution. He's an academic. I, <laughs> I, detailing the uh, analytics revolution in sports. Um, and it talks a lot about management's adoption of, of statistics, of analytics. Uh, Of course, the classic case of this is sabermetrics and Moneyball. Time and time again, people who utilize these methods do quite literally, empirically, the optimal choice still fall short. And so, you know, I think that that is the definition of trying to make it skillful and put yourself in the best position. And it shows that there is this element of Luck. There's this element as as it is with everything really though, there are things that you just quite can't can't quite control, and those do in the end contribute and greatly influence the end product. Um so I still do believe that there's a lot of skill involved. Um but this also does kind of pose a question because there are two clashing ideologies here. Those kind of the traditionalists who operate off gut feel. Instinct people who have seen the game so much and they can, you know, say, Hey, that's going to be a good player. This is going to be a good team. Whether that's through scouting, whether that's a GM, whether that's a coach trying to run a system or trying to drop some plays, namely like a two pointer, right? Less expected points per possession, something like that. Mm -hmm. Versus the other school of thought, the geeks, the analytics, the mathematicians who are optimizing. This is why we see astronomically high three-point shots in the NBA nowadays. Where do you guys stand on uh, what you subscribe to as well as what you think is a recipe for success?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think the tough part is it's really sport-dependent in my mind because in baseball, right, you're playing 100, 100 and whatever games, 62 games. But in football, you're playing 17, 18 games. Yeah. And so you have way more opportunities in in baseball to trust the process. Yeah, your and,
2: data set's going to just be way bigger, right?
0: And so some of the like nuances of random chance events that are are less probable are going to be able. You are going to exercise those out of the data set. Something like going for it on fourth down. I I like analytics, but I trust coaches more. Like I I do think okay, we have a read on fourth, and they're giving us this look in in whatever. So I kind of stray from it in more specific decision makings, um, probably a little bit more than what the analytics would, would suggest that you do. Yeah,
2: I agree. I wholeheartedly agree. It's like, every single play is so context dependent that like, yeah, normally, like, yeah, corner three is probably the most highly probable shot, right? But like... If the zone, like, forces a double team in the quarter, you would never tell, like, Steph, even Steph... To just chuck it. 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 Yeah, just, whatever, man. Like, that's... Analytics said so. <laughs> and so I think, like, you have to trust your coach to some degree of, like, okay, he's gonna get it right. Like, like or, or like, they're gonna get it right. And I don't know, I do, I I believe in analytics. I'm, like, not one of those analytics skeptics. Like, I think you'd... People wouldn't use it if they didn't work. Yeah. It's not, like, voodoo magic, but it's definitely... There are coaches that live, like like... Even in baseball there are coaches that live with it like it's the holy grail. They're gonna live and die by it. Like the like the Rays the
0: pool, yeah, like yeah. The
2: Rays would have won the World Series if they didn't live and die by analytics, you know? I I don't think it's like the three where you live by the three, you die by the three. Yeah. Because in the end the manager can just go, We're not doing that. I know what it says, but I have a feel for this game right now and yeah. I'm like part of it and like the computer does it. Yeah.
0: The other thing I have a hard time with is like in game things that happen right. Like if all five of your linemen somehow all tear their ACLs, the God analytics are still going <laughs> to yeah. say go for it, right? <laughs> yeah. But, like, now you have five backup linemen. Like, right? Injuries, off, in-game injuries. I don't know. Random stuff like that. I'm like, eh. The numbers don't
1: know context.
0: Right, yeah. 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 But I, I agree with Holden. I'm a big analytics people a guy and just, like, think the games should be more revolutionized towards data-focused approaches. But...
2: I don't want that to be the final decision. Yeah, I
1: guess that's, yeah.
2: Factor, I want the coach to consider it. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Factor, not complete
1: yeah. uh, control. Well, Daryl Morey, stay away from these guys, but the rest of the NBA, you know, maybe <laughs> okay. maybe you have some uh, good leads in these two over here. I mean, here. like,
2: even then, like, Daryl Morey, like, what? He was almost right, like, in 2018. Yeah. He was, what, one terrible three-point showing away from doing it. What, they missed, like, 22 threes? Like, even then, like, where was that in the data set? Like, the probability was probably low, but it was still possible in analytics. It was the
1: optimal choice.
2: Yeah, and, like, what, if you're Mike D'Antoni, like, any coach would have been like, okay, guys, we got to shoot layups. Like, we had at least (laughs) the margin close, you know, like... Yeah. Like, even unless you're wide open and you have just all day, don't shoot it. Yeah. And, like, I feel like, yeah, if you're forcing your players to shoot shots that they just don't see falling, that also hits them, you know, like... There's a lot to a game that that just numbers like I, I don't know analytics are beautiful but it's not it's not it's not as beautiful as the game.
0: Yeah. So, kind of moving past the numbers and back here onto the farm in our last minute or two, I want to go around touch on a few different teams. First off, Stanford baseball team and softball team. Softball kicked off against SDSU with a 3-0 victory. They're coming off a really successful season. Meanwhile, the baseball team has their opening series at home Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Huge shout-out to those two programs. Holden, any programs that you've been following lately that are in the in the news these days?
2: Congratulations to Coach Tara. I mean, I'm, what, three weeks late now? But I, I wasn't on the sports too then, so I'll just say now congr- congrats, Coach. I mean, that that's that's... Truly the GOAT, right?
0: Absolutely. Stanford women's basketball at number 6 in the nation and currently had two wins. Men's basketball with a huge win against USC. They fell to UCLA but set a program record with 19 made three-pointers. That game was absolutely insane against Bronny.
2: And LeBron wasn't even there. And
0: LeBron wasn't even there. To see it. Next up, we have the number 17 ranked Stanford men's tennis team. They're three and three overall on the season. Currently doing doing their work over there at at Talby Center. We have Squash, who claimed the mid-Atlantic Conference Championship. Come on. Topping number five Virginia, seven to two. This is our first ever Gainer Cup. First ever. We just joined the MASC, which I don't know what that stands for.
1: Mid Atlantic Sports Conference.
0: Squash Conference, actually. Oh. <laughs> but we won it. We came in, we took it, and that's what we do. And with that, I'll throw it over to Zach to close us on out.
1: Well, it is Wednesday, four to five window. You know what that means. It's the sports zoo. Joining us today was Holden When again, one of our absolute favorites to have on the show. We hope you enjoyed our conversation about the Super Bowl. Uh, legacy, analytics, and, of course, your Stanford sports. My name is Zach Zaffron, joined by my co-host, Jacob Nidek, and, of course, Holden, on Happy Valentine's Day. Stay safe in the rain, and, of course, wear red, stay late, go-card.